is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey. Hey, y'all. Allison Crow, your favorite life coach and business coach from the Better Life, Better Work show. Recorded live on Facebook and then produced for you on your favorite podcast player. So here's what we're talking about today, episode number 100. But really, it's like 107. Um, So celebrating. I don't know when I started this that I ever thought that I'd be at 100 episodes. Um. And what really makes me feel an impact, excuse me, when I see, so I have a spreadsheet list of all the podcasts I've done. And a couple of months ago, I decided to compile that and then I was updating it and I was like, oh my God, I got some good content here. And then I was also like, oh my God, you did that on a podcast? You're crazy woman. And so today's episode are some of the lessons I learned in my podcasting journey, which is not over. It's really just getting started. And I want to share some of these things with you. Um, So I made a list. I made a list. I very rarely make a list when I'm doing podcasts, but I made a list today. So the first thing is like, why did I start podcasting? And I think, um, I'm not really sure. I don't remember why. Why did I, I don't remember why when I started three years ago. What I know is why I do it now. And I'll tell you that. Um, I, I was an early adopter of live video, love doing live video. And I also knew that a lot of people weren't sitting around watching live videos. I'm also a little long-winded. I don't really do seven-minute podcasts or live videos. And many of my clients are high achievers and they're busy and they're not sitting around watching Facebook videos for long, long periods of time. And I'm so appreciative to those of you who do. And I also know that there was a lot more opportunity for, for me to multi-purpose my content. And so my first year of podcasting was intermittent. I started out like doing them on Friday mornings. I didn't really have a plan. It was what was inspiring. Who did I want to talk to? I didn't hire a podcasting coach or really know much about it. I just decided to start creating. And so the first thing I have for you, and I want to give you permission to do, and I give my clients permission to do, is it's okay to have a shitty start. Just start. And so I have many clients these days in Soulful Success, in my mid-level solely pods, and then in my high-end mastermind that have asked about podcasting. And one of them was like, yeah, I've been thinking about doing it. And I was like, do one by Friday. And I told her, I was like, just grab the, the anchor 
FM, anchor.fn app and record one. And um, she was like, but don't I need to do all these things? And I said, here's the deal. Take the free app, use what's there and make it by Friday. Because if you start and do one by this week, you will look up in four weeks and have four podcasts. And in 52 weeks, if you do one every week, you will look up and you will have 52 episodes. And what I love about, um, this was Jen Thurman. So she has a new um, podcast called The um, Conscious Leader. And she has, uh, that was a month ago, and I think she has four episodes and tomorrow will be her fifth episode. And it would have been so easy for her to sit and think, what do I need to call it? What do I need to say? Do I need to create a plan? Where do I host it? What microphone do I get? And all of those questions keep you from taking the first step. They are this, and some people like need everything to be perfect, but it's like they say, best time to plant a tree is yesterday. <laughs> and if you can't do it yesterday, do it today. So um, I want to give permission to have a shitty start. I had a shitty start and I'm okay with it. And I leave it up because when I, but what I know I did was I started and nobody who starts something brand new is good at the beginning. And some of my podcasting mentors in the sense where like I listened to their podcast and maybe I picked it up at a certain time. And then when I went back to listen to their podcast, I was like, oh, the sound quality is not so great. Oh, that's weird. And it was like, thank God they were shitty at the beginning too. So um, give yourself permission to have a shitty start. Just start. And what I love um, about this, another one who has just started is my husband. <laughs> my husband is fascinating because he's not in the personal growth world. And in the last year, he is in the last three years, last two years, he's written two books, written and published two books and published a podcast. And <laughs> He never once was like, how do I do this? What do I need to do to make it perfect? He just started. And it reminded me how often those of us who overthink, we're not doers. and Or we can be doers, but we, we really don't want to feel the discomfort of trying something new. And a lot of times while I'm sitting in here thinking about what am I going to do on my podcast and blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm in the overthinking or in the quote resistance. My husband is sitting in the garage with his iPhone and the dog and noise and he just bust out a podcast and they're really good. Shout out to Bill's podcast, which is I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Okay. So number two is wing it. I know. I told my clients the other day I was going to create a course called Just Throw Shit Against the Wall and See What Happens. Mostly because I'm tired of watching people stall and get ready to get ready. It's, it's, I just, what's the point? You're just dreaming and not doing. And so, yes, I'm so full. Yes, I love being, but I also love doing. So wing it and find your rhythm. Wing it and find your rhythm. I always told people back in the Periscope days, I tell them in live video day, and I'm also going to tell you this with podcasts, do 50 episodes before you decide it doesn't work for you or before you decide you don't like it. Of course, your first few times are going to feel awkward. That's normal. It's something new. So number two is wing it, find your rhythm, then create a plan, right? And so I didn't really get a plan for podcasting until two years into my podcast. <laughs> um, mostly because I was doing it on my own. 
I was winging it and I was at the whim of myself with my creation. So I do have a friend, um, Mark Serval, Mark, Mark Silverman early on hired. He decided he wanted to do a podcast. He recorded a bunch of episodes. He um, had a podcast coach and producer from the very beginning and he chose from the very beginning to invest in that. I think it's fantastic if you're able to do that and it's not an excuse to not start. So if you have the money and want that kind of accountability and support, the faster you can get it, the better. But don't use that as an excuse to not start. So Mark started doing, I think, three podcasts a week and he recorded a bunch and he has it. So he's grown really fast. Um, I haven't grown really fast, but you know what? I don't care. I, I, my why wasn't necessarily to grow. It was to reach audience members that I might not reach on Facebook. It was to have more referrals for my work. And it was to give my content as an offering to my people instead of doing a free Facebook group because that was exhausting. So um, in creating a plan last year in March, I hired Uncommonly More to create a social media marketing plan. And they also created a podcast plan. And I never really understood what that meant because I'm not really a planner. I'm just a doer. (laughs) And um, over the last few years, I have... I have simplified to magnify and to multiply. And part of simplifying was getting experts to help me. And so I, you know, I might have an Allison Crow plan and it's the Allison Crow plan, which is what has always worked for me. But when I hired an expert planner, she helped me see how my podcast tied in with everything else I did. There was a method to the madness and I didn't have to lose myself in that madness. Um, And so I got this beautiful spreadsheet of a year of podcast ideas. I wasn't stuck to them, but if I was stuck, there was something I could choose from. And then after each one, it was like, okay, what do we want people to do after we listen to this? Do we want them to go to alisoncrow.com and get the um, week of courses and books and trainings that you get? Do we want them to join the membership? Do we want them to go comment? You know, what was our call to action? What was the purpose of at the end? What do we want our listeners to do? Um, so number one, it's okay to have a shitty start. Just start. Number two, wing it, find your rhythm, then create a plan. Then number three, create a plan and stick to it. Don't give up on the plan. I know it's really uncomfortable to move forward with a plan, especially if you're not used to planning. It's a new muscle. So allow yourself to build the new muscle. And so even what I love about my plan, so my plan is both written, it is co-created with myself and my, I call Stacy and her team, they produce my brain. So they listen and look at content, what I do. They listen to what's going on behind the scenes of my coaching programs. They listen to me talk and they help me align what I'm talking about with what I'm selling. That makes sense, doesn't it? I was like, oh, I never thought about that. And um, there are certainly days when I'm like, I have no, I don't want to talk about what's on the plan. I'm not feeling it. It's not really alive in me. But part of my plan is that I do it and give it to my people every Friday. 
I like to do them on Tuesday or Wednesday. Some days I don't get it recorded until Thursday. I tried to do them like every Friday and I just, I needed a little bit of flexibility in my plan. And so what's so beautiful is on the days when I haven't felt like doing it, part of my plan is having my people and my podcast editor who does my sound editing, Elise Rich, is like, she is my biggest cheerleader and she actually fluffs me up. And yes, I just used a porn term on my, did anybody catch that? Did anybody catch that? Um, she fluffs me up so that I get my mojo back. And I all, and she reminds me, you always do it, Allison. You always pull it out. And so ever since I had the plan and hired the team, I have not missed an episode. And I tell you what, that feels really good. And so the most of these 100 episodes were done in the last year and two months not in the first two years. I've done more in the last year and two months than I did in the first two years. And with that, I have emailed my um, address book. Every single Sunday, I send them an email about this thing that I made for them. This is my way of giving value to my audience. It is a paid offering that I pay for. (laughs) You get to experience it for free, but I pay for it. It costs me money to give this gift to you and it is my honor and privilege to do it in this way. Okay, number four, allow your first 50 episodes to be an experiment. I know when I started, it was interesting. There are so many people and they're like, have different people on their podcast. I'm not a very good interviewer. I like to have some people on my podcast. Um, I learned through talking. I like to teach. I like to talk. I used to start out with visual stuff, but I had to experiment. I couldn't know what felt good to me in this podcasting world until I tried it a bunch of different ways. And so ultimately, and I remember I used to feel guilty about wanting to record live here with you. And then turning that into a podcast instead of just sitting in my room. But what would happen is when I would sit in my room with my recording microphone and program and all that, I didn't have the same energy. You know, when I record this, I can see the names of, um, hold on, get their name back up. Uh, No, we don't need to broadcast that to LinkedIn. So I can see people on here, Joe, Alicia, Anna, Steph, Diane. I can see people that are watching live. I so appreciate you. And I feel the reciprocal energy. And so I I used to just kind of not really beat myself up, but I was like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. And then I realized like, what is wrong? There's nothing wrong. This is my way of doing it. There's so many ways of podcasting and getting your content out there. And so I just decided to own that this is the way I primarily like to do it. And sometimes, I remember when I first moved into this house and we didn't have the internet set up yet. And we were moving stuff around. And I remember lying in my bed. It's an episode called Breathe, Y'all. And I was lying in my bed. I was exhausted I wanted to get that out and I wrote a few notes down in my journal and then from my iPhone, I just did an audio recording into the voice recorder and part of me was like, oh, I didn't do that right. I should have done it more pro and I got so many messages that that was one of my best podcasts and those that little bit of feedback kind of shook me up and helped me realize I this is my business. There is no right way 
And so the right way for me is the way that I will do it, the way that feels good, the way that feels fun, the way that feels delicious for me to give to you. So give yourself at least 50 episodes of experiment. If something doesn't feel right, make an adjustment. If something doesn't feel right, make an adjustment. Allow it to be an experiment so that you can figure out your way. Okay, number five. My podcast at first was just this random thing I was going to do. Kind of, you know, there are people podcasting, it's what you do. And now I realize, and one of the reasons I continue, I've kind of alluded to this, is that I wanted to give my free content, again, it's free for you, but I pay for it. It's my gift to you. So I wanted to give my gift content to you in a way that you could consume it for your benefit. And many of my clients do not watch Facebook Live. A lot of my clients do. It touches a lot of you. But many of us get more done when we're listening in our ears while we're driving, while we're exercising, while we're walking. I never consume content when I'm sitting at my desk. My clients are busy. They're running businesses. They have lives. A lot of them are parents. And so I realize that my ideal client is not sitting and watching a 40-minute long video on Facebook. They're multitasking. If they are sitting with this playing live on the video right now, they're probably doing other things. And I also wanted to have a consistent offering for my people that was connected with my business. And so (laughs) um, doing the podcast sending that out to my people on my list. That way I wasn't selling something. Every time I sent an email to the people on my list or in my address book, I wasn't selling. I was giving every Sunday, I give you an episode. Whether you listen or not is up to you. But every Sunday I made something for you. Here it is. And so I try to teach my clients. um, There is another podcast called The Heart Path of Sales, maybe. And I talk about this path to working with you. And I have many clients that are moving from growth to achievement where they're exhausted with the free content they're giving. And a lot of the free content they're giving is on Instagram, Instagram Live, Facebook, Facebook Live. And there are tons and tons of followers and a big audience, but nobody who ever signs up to work with them. And A lot of social media is amazing because we get to connect. We love that connection. And as a business, we also need those that business. When we give business value, we need that business value to turn into business profit. And so I decided to um, invest and treat this free podcast as a as an offering. I tried it to treat, I decided to treat it with the same holiness that I treat my membership. Now, I don't get to have as close of relationship with you, but I still show up regularly and with value every single week. Just like I told, uh, you know, my paid clients know that on Mondays we have business calls and on Thursdays we have life calls, that pretty much every Monday and every Thursday I'm showing up for those calls. And um, so I wanted to give that offering I I do recommend that if you have a business out there, what is what is your way of giving value before the sale that feels good and doesn't exhaust you? 
And for a lot of people, these Facebook groups worked until they didn't work. So a few years ago, I shut down my free Facebook group where there were people known to say, oh, I'm just going to take Allison's free content all day. Great. What I love about it on the podcast, this is a love-hate thing with the podcast. Most of the time, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast. I have no idea. I can't see if you've seen it or read it. If you say something or you share or you let me know, I love it. And I'm also learning to not be attached. So by the way, totally share this podcast. Let me know something you got from it or from one of my episodes. I love that. I love hearing that you listen to it. And it helped me develop the permission to create my work and release it into the wind. Um, And I will tell you, after a year plus of being consistent for the first time ever, took about a year, my podcast is consistently creating new clients with people I am not connected with on Facebook. It took a while. It took consistency. It took me figuring out my way, but it is absolutely bringing people to me, to my front yard, who are saying, raising their hands, saying, I would like to work with you. A lot of times, even my podcast has brought me past clients back. Like I've had clients that left and heard a podcast episode and were like, hell yeah, I'm back in. And then they upgraded to the um, my high-level mastermind. Number six, consistency works. And so I was kind of talking about that with it finally starting to create clients. Consistency works. And so one of the things that when I think about what I invest to have this podcast created, you don't have to invest as much as I do. Especially if you're getting started, again, go back to number one, just start. You'll know when it's time to get help and to invest. Um, I I decided to, da, 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 can't talk. I decided to double down on myself and invest in this offering for you. Um, And getting help, being consistent, deciding to play the long game with this podcast. I met a few people who had like 200 episodes, 400 episodes, and I decided I wanted to be the woman that has that. So here's what's fun. As I look up and I'm consistent, the other day when I was pulling this together, I look up and I see this list of episodes and I can go back. They don't have the dates that I published them on, but I go back to number one and I recognize number two and number three. I see this catalog of a hundred and I think there's 107. Let me count that real quick with my, um, I can just highlight it at all and it will count the number of them. So let me slide that down. Thanks for bearing with me. So what I'm doing, whoops, is not very good with my mouse. I'm I'm in my um, spreadsheet and I'm going to have it count for me. Thank you. Okay, so I have 104. There's 104. So a handful of those are bonus episodes. You know, as I was experimenting and shitty starting, I didn't have a, a way of numbering. Honestly, if I had researched too much about how to podcast, I never would have started. But as I have been consistent, I look up and I see what I have created and the topics I've created. And it helps me with my branding. It helps me with my messaging. And most of all, it helps me with my credibility. And so one of the things that happened to me earlier this year is when we are in our work, swimming in our work daily and regularly, we can often forget 
how powerful our work is for other people because it might be boring to us. And so I was talking with my coach um, and I was considering launching a high-level mastermind quietly. I didn't want to do a sales page. I didn't want to do all this other stuff. And I was feeling kind of puny. This was before covid frankly, right before COVID. And I was feeling kind of puny. And my coach said, own your credibility. And we talked about it and I kind of felt good. And then I came across this list of podcasts I'd done. And I was like, holy shit, I have some talent. I have some skill. I have some wisdom. I have some, frankly, full-on messes on these podcasts. Like I've had, I had a midlife crisis on my podcast. Have fun finding that one. Um, It's there. And when I saw this list in looking at this one archive of my work, and I knew that, you know, there's archives of work on Facebook and there are archives of work on social, social media and my website, I was like, oh, oh. And all of a sudden I started believing in myself again because I was able to see the evidence that I'd forgotten was there. And so as you build it, you create your archive of work. And that archive is invaluable. It also helps you leverage and create content or have somebody. So by doing this podcast and by getting help with my team, I've been able to make more money part-time than when I was working full-time. And so I um, recording this, it's 2.55. I never work at 2.55. I normally don't do that unless I'm going live for you guys. Um, I work Right now, I'm working five days a week, um, but they're five short days, five half days, not even half days. I start at 10, 30, 11, and I finish by two. And that consistency and that structure has allowed me to work less because my marketing team can take podcasts and listen to them and recreate content. So I'm not always having to be attached to social media. I'm still there, but I'm there on my terms instead of with that thirsty feeling like, oh, if I don't post, my business is going to suffer. It gives me more permission to post personally without thinking, without having to sell something because I have my consistent Um, systems built for sharing my heart and showing my work. And many of you watching live now or who have commented have taken my class, Share Your Heart, Show Your Work. And it really is built on to share your heart, show your work. Maybe this is the next offering is like their Share Your Heart, Show Your Work, the intro course to getting started, just start. And then at some point after you launch and when you're in growth and you're ready to go to the next phase, it's like share your heart, show your work pro. And so a year and a half ago, I decided to go pro and what they say is true. Why did it take me so long, God, to figure this out? But when you invest in pro-level help, it absolutely has a return in your business if you're willing to play the long game. So consistency works. And then I want to go back to why. Number seven, why? There's probably a lot more things that I could have learned. But number seven is what is your why? And I'm not just talking about your why for your podcast. My mastermind clients and I had an amazing discussion yesterday. Many of them are go, they're all achievement. They all have a minimum of $100,000 in a revenue, much less profit. Many of them are building out their teams. Some of them have their teams built out. And we were discussing many of them have free offerings and many of them have high paid offerings. Many of them are adjusting their clientele and... Um, 
we were talking about our whys. And, you know, my why is slightly more developed today than it was three years ago. And three years from now, it will be developed even deeper or shifted according to who I be. And I, some of the same clients I work with from three years ago, and many of them are no longer in alignment and other ones are. And so I remember a colleague of mine saying one time, yeah, she's like, oh, you're so soft and you just meet people where they are. And I do. But I had lost a little bit of my punch. I have my punch back. Um, and so I feel like I've gotten, by being consistent, I've been able to create with my fans, with my clients, and with myself and in my business, this balance of masculine and feminine, this balance and this wisdom and discernment between when it's time to be soft and when to tell somebody, do this this weekend. Why wouldn't you take action? Um, and so when we know our why, and we know the why of helping the specific people we know, I used to not get that. I have a video out there somewhere. I was like, you don't need no sticking niche. And you don't need a niche to start. I'll tell you that. But these days, I don't work with many fresh start people. I work with more growth to achievement people, growth to achievement people, people who have been bootstrapping it by themselves and who are ready to become soulful CEOs. And being consistent instead of winging it was a stretch for me, but it has made me fully pro and attract pro clients who need the help want the help, enjoy the help, and run with the help that I offer. Um, why? Why do I do it? It's fun for me. At first, it wasn't fun. It was extremely uncomfortable. It's fun. It's fun to connect with you. It's fun to share content. It's fun to have a podcast. Um, I don't really track the, <laughs> the numbers. I did go look at them just before this and I saw we have 25,550 something downloads. I don't really pay attention to that. I didn't try to get on new and noteworthy. I'm not trying to be famous. I just wanted to create content in a different format for different learners. And most of my soulful CEO people are listening in their ears instead of for five minutes on Facebook. I love supporting my business. I love supporting you and that in supporting you, it supports my business. Many of you know that I am a stepmother, but I do not have biological children. I have dogs and I have this business and this amazing business that I've been self-employed for 16 years. We'll be doing an episode on that coming up soon. <sighs> This business, I think Danielle Laporte has in one of her books a quote around, uh, you know, running a business is one of the best personal growth experiences you'll ever have. And I have a teenager <laughs> and I feel really proud of the teenager in business, even though I'm in achievement phase. My business, I've loved, I'm really proud of the business I'm growing. Um, I, I cannot lie and say that I do it all for you. I might have started that way or started believing that I was doing it all for you. But when I did it all for you at the expense of me, I burned out. When I did it all for you in the way I thought you would want it, I didn't enjoy it. And so over the years, I've learned how to 
build and run and create and serve in my business in a way that sustains me emotionally, financially, energetically, structurally. And then I get excited because I'm willing to go ahead of many of you. Some of you I'm behind. And I'm willing to share what I call authentic leadership or human leadership. I'm willing to share behind the scenes. I did have a why early on. I had a mentor that was real concerned with the way things looked on stage. And um, she had the right to do that. But it's something about seeing the front of stage and back of stage, there was some dissonance there. And I remember so young, and I was not just young, young physically or age-wise, I was young emotionally. You know, these, these younger kids that are starting businesses, one of my girlfriends, uh, is her, her daughter's 24, and right, she graduated high school and college in a total of six years. So she graduated double early. And then she immediately started a tutoring business. And she has all these tutors working for her. She's totally leveraged. She's 24 years old. At 24 years old, I wanted to be a wife and mom with 10 children. What the actual fuck? Because I didn't know what I didn't know. I hadn't been exposed to things. I'd only seen the outside and never seen the real of an inside. I never even considered running a business. And some of these early leaders, I just felt I couldn't live up to, but it wasn't enough to crush my spirit. And I was like, oh, what if, what if, I was able to lead or show or teach or coach or consult from a place of humanness and show you that human people with their deficiencies, with their imperfections, with their unique ways of being can actually create success. And so that is one of my deeper whys. I want to be a voice of permission for you to figure out the way to be you. Um. I want to I want to give you permission. And I I want to give you permission. I want to show you that there's other ways to do it and you don't have to do it my way. Anyway. Anyway, I'm getting a little emotional. Um it feels good to reflect on creation. And so wherever you are in your life, however old you are, whether you have a business or not, you have created in your life. And it is good to take inventory and own your credibility. Own your body of work. See the path behind you. If you've ever hiked a mountain, I haven't hiked any 14ers, anything like that. But I used to live in Colorado and we would hike and there was one of them that was pretty big. And I remember looking down thinking, we walked all that way? That is crazy. And so often we don't pause. We look behind us for evidence of why we'll fail instead of how we're succeeding. So instead of looking over your shoulder and figuring out why you're going to fail, please look over your shoulder and figure out how, see the evidence of it working. We talked about that on a live coaching call today. Um, I, I have a client that is in her late 60s and 
She's gone through some difficult times with some loss in her family. And at first she was worried about her business. And then she realized she got to spend time with her mother who was declining rapidly um, in a nursing home with all the COVID stuff. And, and she just decided to take a pause and let her money go down and take care of her business. And, and we talked about why that could happen. Of course, she was scared. Of course, she needs to make money. But she realized I'm, you know, 68 years old, 70 something years old, and I've always made it work. I'm resilient. I'll figure it out. And each of you, as I see your names that are watching live, and I'm, I'm just tuning in also to the energy of those of you who will be listening on the podcast, each of you have a trail of creation. And from time to time, stop, stop, take stock and celebrate what you have created. And then I will tell you, if you are in the growth and achievement phase of your business, take what you have created and what still resonates and repurpose it. (laughs) You don't have to create from scratch every single time. It's not sustainable. Um, So let me, let me go out. I'll tell you some of that. I, um, let me tell you some of my favorite episodes as I just looked this thing. So one of my favorite, obviously I love the stuff recently because that's what's on my heart. And so I am one of my main messages, which you will hear over the next couple months is going from how do we become a soulful CEO, the CEO of our life, the CEO of our business without losing our soul. And um, one of the things we will be talking about on the podcast is how to get high level help, what it does for you. So I'm really right now have a lot of growth clients who have an established business and who are wanting to scale and grow their team so that they can simplify to work less, but earn more. Um, so I love, I'm, I love so full CEO stuff. Um, I hate to say I love my meltdowns. I have gotten more feedback when I have a meltdown or share uncertainty, or I think one of my most popular episodes is how a leader manages depression. I'll, I'll find it in a minute. So let's see. Um, oh, how to truly manage difficult emotions like a champ. That's a good one. Managing your self-leadership in uncertain times. Um, I love live coaching sessions. Um, I love my word of the year podcast. Um, I actually recently did one is your, your word of the year still relevant because sometimes just because it was relevant in January, I'm by June, I might forget it. Um, I love, there's one on here. This was fun too. Like I was like, oh, I got to do my podcast, but I really wanted to go see my girlfriends. <laughs> and at the emotionally, it was more profitable to go see my girlfriends than it was to do a podcast. But I found a way to talk with my girlfriends on the podcast about being profitable. Totally unprofessional recording. Um, we often talk about episode number two. Um, ever so, I think it's so fun committing the biggest money sin of all, uh, receiving that is one of the core, um, teachers in my life through a book, Amanda Owens, The Power of Receiving. I've had lots of guests. Um, those have been fun. Um, on being boss and other musings of a middle-aged entrepreneur, diary of a recovering overachiever, cracking up the follow-up to the meltdown. Um, I've had some really playful episodes. 
Um, I don't know. Do you have a favorite episode? Um, do you have a favorite episode? It's been really fun to create. And I often teach my clients about uh, creating like Tibetan prayer flags. And we create and we hang them in the wind. And what I love about the podcast is that the wind carries the podcast, especially the audio version, to wherever it may land. And it was fun. One of my recent clients, um, I when her name came across, I did not, I did not recognize her name. And usually, I recognize my clients' names because I've built relationships. So the first thing I did was reach out and welcome her. And I said, "How did you hear about me?" She goes, "I don't even know." What, what what hairstyle? Everybody on Facebook is commenting on my hair. Um, I don't even know what episode it was. I heard your podcast and I thought, I need this lady. She's real. <laughs> and we laugh. My client, she's a lot younger than me. She's starting a membership program. Um, but she's like, oh my gosh, you're smart and you make potty jokes. This is the woman for me. And so it was really fun to... Um, start getting clients that I don't know because I hung my offering up into the wind and I let it carry it where it may be. And so with that, what I want to leave you with today is I really want to encourage you that big, scary project, the one you've been thinking about, especially if it's been podcasting, just start. And it was cute. Um, My Chief operations gal Amber asked me the other day, she goes, don't you, do you use, we're going to be working on doing some pitches. So if you know anybody that's looking for a podcast guest, I would like to be a guest on podcast. If you think I would fit their audience, feel free to let anybody you know who ask. Um, we're going to be working on doing some pitching. Pitching is very uncomfortable for me. But I'm talking with Amber about this and she goes, you use Anchor, don't you, for your podcast? And I was like, no, I don't use Anchor. And she goes, I hear you talk about it all the time. If you're a beginner, the easiest way to start is with Anchor FM, and then you can go pro later. And um, it was funny, last week I was listening to an episode of Oprah that she recorded from her home in quarantine, or whatever we call it. Lock, not, it's not lockdown, it's self staying at home on purpose. And her audio was lame. <laughs> and it made me feel so good that, uh, that Oprah... And the Super Soul Sunday podcast just had regular audio. And so, yes, there's a million ways you can take that pro, but you can't go pro until you wade in the baby pool. So be a beginner, start, go for it, start and don't stop. I guarantee you, you you won't regret it if you keep going. Um, Podcasting is for people who are playing the long game in their business. And I know that I will be doing this until I am physically or mentally not able to do it. This is my life's work. Um, I love and appreciate you. And if you have not joined my email list, go to my website and join my email list. And if you want to know what's coming, I have got, I've got nothing for sale. I'm selling nothing right now, y'all. I ain't selling nothing. <laughs> And my marketing calendar right now is rest, serve, and play. And so this episode, number 100, is to love on and serve you and give you some things to think about. Um, If you want to do a podcast, I will tell you, and I will make a reference. I will alley-oop over to my friend, Stacey Nelson. So Stacey Nelson, my marketing, she... she, It's not Stacey Nelson. I'm sorry. That is um, one of my friends. It is Stacey Harris of Uncommonly More. And 
over at uncommonlymore.com and definitely at the link in her Instagram bios. Her Instagram is uncommonlymore. She has some links to uh, like getting started with your podcast class. I, I could know more, but it's not, I already have a podcast. Uh, but I know that Stacy Harris, who is part of my marketing team and brain producer, is teaching right now on podcasting. So I'll alley-oop that to her. Um, it's a fun journey. I love it. All right, you guys. Oh, and just so for the people listening, everybody says, wow, I was loving the hair. Your hairstyle is retro for you. I love it both ways. So what's happening with my hair? I Visual people can see it, but let's just go ahead and tell the audio people because I know that's what you really came here for, to hear about Alson's hair. So my hair is about two inches below chin. It is longer than shoulder length. And I actually washed it last night and dried it straight. I did not straighten it with a straightening iron, but I did use heat and round brush because I wanted to see my gray patterns. And then um, it's quite humid here in Texas and I have some natural curl. And so it's like, it looks a little like politician hair. It's like I used to wear my hair in the 90s, like it's realtor hair. My husband once said, why don't you get that real, realtor hair back? So I'm not wearing my normal natural curls. It's dried straight. But for me, straight hair has a lot of curl and bounce. It looks like a girl who has straight hair put heart rollers in it. Um, I've obviously been self-cutting my hair too, because I can't be bothered to go out and sit in any kind of beauty chair right now. So my mom is saying, my hairstyle is retro for you, right, mom? It's the same hairstyle I had in 8th, ninth, and 10th grade, except for I had dyed it blonde with hydrogen peroxide. And with that, my friends, I am sending this audio off to my team. Um, if you really want to put a tip in the tip jar, <laughs> go to your favorite podcast player and rate this baby. Give me five stars. Go give me five stars. All right. Peace out. Love you guys. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. <laughs>